on another very, very special day. We get to appreciate unconditionally loving each other with our flaws and imperfections. Welcome to my lovely IHP community, the 5D Collective. These are all people who know that we are all three-year-old hearts and that those who have broken three-year-old hearts can use those who have whole three-year-old hearts to come back together and return to their wholeness. And all of the updated psych education, I say psych, but I really shouldn't call it just that because it's between neuroscientists who are also psychiatrists, who are also physicists, not physicists, physicians, I think probably is the right word. Then they're also psychologists, um, wait, wait, neurobiology, attachment researchers, that's right. And there's different groups. There's even sociology attachment researchers, apparently. And that's probably the styles one. So on that note, I don't know all of their titles, but I'm talking about people like Bezel van der Kolk, Daniel Siegel. They're all doctors, but they don't uh, do the, you have to call us doctors because they're not into their egos. They're into helping and supporting humanity to remember their wholeness because they found out in their years and years of study that we all are implicit memory. Lo and behold, the first three years of your life and my life, implicit memory, which means any sensation that comes up, something that is important to your life of here, of now. Now, I am also a mystic, so let's remember we also have past lives. And on that note, the past lives, yes, when I've done Akashic Record readings, they have a lot to do with the person in the present, but most people are not interested in who they are, humanly speaking, so they don't make really the optimization of use of those types of consult, like with tarot as well, but that's for another time, meaning when people move into realizing the beauty that they are, then they definitely, and here's my 5D mystics, we bring together the mysticism with the human stuff. That's why we have the oneness consciousness, the integrated brain. We take very good priority, a very good look at, oh wait, I have a human body. Let me go double check how I'm handling my emotional stuff. It's intuitive. The 4D mystics, they don't do that. Intuitively, they are busy trying to stay in the special zone of please, please soothe me and see that I'm special. And we're going to, again, leave that one to the side as well because teenagers who are handling their broken-hearted three-year-olds are not doing the let's come together, yeah, 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 we're going to have a lot of fun. No, they're doing the opposite. And they have silverbacks who are ancient educators who don't accept the new educators' information. So, again, Bezel van der Kolk, Daniel Siegel, Stephen Porges, Janina Fisher, you got all can go look them up. Any new listeners, uh, who am I forgetting? Julianne, I forget her last name. But NICABM with all of their great courses. Oh, Albert Wong, let's not forget. Somatopia.com, he has great basic trauma courses for anybody who wants to learn and anybody who is supporting people for real, not pretend. And I say pretend because anybody who has an agenda, which is I want everyone to come and gather behind me and then point a finger and shame that other group. They have an agenda, which is a teenager's agenda, and they still have three-year-old broken hearts. Otherwise, they bring humanity together as a whole. And let me move back to 
I was saying Somatopia, Awakened Embodied Certificate. That one is a great one, and that's on embodied philosophy, and they have a lot more courses. I'd say if you're somebody who's interested in the energy body, there's one that is really good. I need to finish it. There's also one on polyvagal theory. So on that note, on YouTube, you find Patrick Tiahan. He's great. He is a therapist. He's a healed childhood trauma survivor. And I always say he's healing as well, but just because in case he still has flashbacks, he's obviously still working through his implicit memory stuff, but he's great with his community and his therapy and all of his memes and everything he shares. And you can check out how not to project for those who are still teenagers. That's where I use these words in my way, Maria's way. I'm the host of these podcasts and the content creator. So if you have questions, reach out. But my regular listeners know how I talk, and this is who I, I'm building a community. So if you're new and you do have questions, again, send them my way. Maybe I'll in time make an FAQ, you know, and then post it on the IHP website or somewhere so that people can say, here's the key to understanding the IHP content. But, you know, other than that, usually people grasp the gist of once they're, you know, here's the thing. When you're hearing someone and you're not actually using your own brain to use your own life and so you're not listening when that's happening okay so when you're listening it means that you're going to wait till a person's done with everything and you get the gist of it that's getting the essence of the message since the people that i share with are adults they're not listening to somebody because they want to be told how to do life no no they, they're wanting to be their self so they have their self in the forefront they're going to be independent differentiated people and 5d mystics or functional adults and they're like wow this is an interesting food for thought well i really those parts after after the fact not during the fact okay so during they're they're shutting their left mode off their body is just sitting down enjoying the time okay so if you've come here to grasp something in a way of i'm afraid of life you're gonna be a little bit lost but again ask me your questions and i'll gladly answer if you're here to enjoy how to hear about one person's perspective on unconditionally loving with flaws and imperfections, you're going to have a good time because you're a person who's living from the essence of you and know that we're co-creating life together. So I'm just supporting you with something you're already on a roll with. You're not afraid. I get it. Some people, they have this fear thing. It's called your zero one-year-old. I'm happy to support you to understand what that is and then say, yeah, guess what? Every day you're going to wake up. You got 24 hours. You got what is called the human condition, secondary consciousness. You know that you live, you know that you'll die, and there's a lot of questions about meaning. It's either your name, which would be your name, or, again, you're looking for somebody to give you a shiny object and help your ego slash yourself feel special. And I'm letting you know you're special just the way you are. That you can unconsciously love you with your flaws and imperfections, and if there's a little defectiveness button somewhere, I'm here to say don't be defective. You're not defective. All the good updated psychoeducators have been sharing your whole, but you need to get back to wholeness. Let me share another great source, Carrie. I forget her last name, where she shares what I wish I would have known before I started therapy. Get a good therapist. That means they hold space for you as a whole being already, and they know you can get there. And, oh, EMDR, child parts work, or slash IFS, internal family system, and somatics, those three together, and not a codependent type therapist who's compensating and is not healed. You want someone who is healed, and that means they're a person who can, emotionally speaking, 
be in a space of unconditional love while you're telling them your nightmare story or anything that is coming out. And here's where bringing back in Daniel Siegel. Whenever any of your implicit memory stuff comes up, your child parts, whatever it is, okay? So there's therapists for reason and reasons. Not all are great. And a lot of people who have gone to therapy and who are therapists are letting us know this. And I'm going to share with you, I know this too, because I've seen it all over the place. Plus, I see where humanity is at. And yes, yoga, great. You know what yoga does? Yoga and any of the spiritual disciplines, spirituality, all of the group, put to the side, please, philosophy. Oh, and if you're a person who has belief systems in the forefront, please put those to the side because we, 5D mystic lady here, is beyond spirituality. Not because I didn't have spirituality stuff growing up. No, I had religious stuff growing up. My religion is one where I did the lovely catechism of my Catholicism and I am still very much in my heart happy for my past and it's part of me, but I need to respect that there are people who want to keep the institution from the medieval times in that very same medieval structure and I, I can't be involved in that because they're not bringing forth the word of God or the Holy Spirit or of Jesus for that matter, none of it. But I will respect that they have, you know, like their rules and laws and for now it is what it is. You got people, as long as there's people who want to uphold that very rigid structure, I will be a grown-up about it and know that my heart follows Jesus and my Catholicism and Christianity in my way, Maria's way. And while others will say, you can't do that, I'm going to say, I can do it. I just did it, but I get it. The institution represents something for those who want to be critical and da-da-da, whatever, or for those who want to say, you can't talk, okay. Okay, so those, those children over there, they're all adaptive children. I'm going to tell you how to do life right. Let me specify to you how to spell out what you are. <laughs> Let me go and be the dictionary police on life. Okay, so on that note, yeah, let them do that while we do our shit. And uh, as I was saying, I do have a past with Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit. And in fact, my first light body experience was when I got my confirmation, which I chose, but my promise was not to an institution that creates what I'm going to say is not very kind, not even a little bit. And there was a lot of things that I could say, but I'm going to put that to the side. So, again, those who know a pure purusha, unconditional love, it's pure consciousness, know that we are humans with secondary consciousness and we question the meaning of life. And as I read to you in the Spinoza's God thing, I don't even need to use a God word because all I'm going to say is physics, stars and dust is all we are. And if you can't accept that, I'm so sorry. Again, I get it. I'm a human too, but there you go. Go find your shiny star. Follow whoever's going to give you that feeling of, it's not even a feeling of certainty. It's just going to be you feeling that you bond and that you've found purpose. And that means your driver is that you need to have meaning outside of you, the self of you, which is understandable because the mind, which is your mind, you have a structure called brain. It's an embodied brain which holds your nervous system. And the idea for your zero one year old and just you as the adult with your teenager that there is no thingness, Shiva, is too much to bear. And that's okay. I've seen eyes of people with Sadhguru, poor people. So I get it. And as a human to another human, 
you can go somewhere else because you're not going to get shiny objects over here. I don't do half-ass shit. So, so sorry, but I don't do it in the way that Sadhguru does it either, <laughs> which is, no, he's so awesome. I love him. But I'm laughing. My regular listeners know. Somebody's new is like, what the fuck is she talking about? Okay, let me share with you the story. So I was watching one of his YouTube videos where he's, I don't know in what conference and whatever it is, he, he's got people gathering all around him, right? So in this one, he's talking about darkness and he's saying, do you know, don't you know that the entire universe is darkness? And he's talking physics because he, he's not uneducated. He's uneducated in the sense that he is his self, like me. I'm uneducated. No, I'm educated, but I'm myself. So everything is in Mahasamadhi Samadhi. This means we take information. It doesn't become part of our identity, which is why if you talk to a person who's a left brainer predominantly, they don't mature their right brain stuff. So they don't mature all of their child parts. They just say their teenage self. You got a bunch of people, they're their teenagers, they're happy, they are in soulless. Okay. So what Sadhguru can, if he ever wants to understand, is he's a person who's leading his own life as Sadhguru, but he's, he is a guru, so he has a role, which is why, all joking aside, meaning he has a wake self, but uneducated is about you be, being able to stay independent from information. One of my closest friends, when we talked about hypocrisy, I told him, you're a hypocrite, because he does not speak and then lead his life his footsteps his footsteps don't match his words and so he is not in integrity and in fact he's not aligned to his own piece of purusha prakriti pure energy is prakriti and purusha is pure consciousness now those are used again in context to explain something i'm using them to say we're all a piece of this purusha Prakriti. Now, if you are your own piece, that means you can stay on a high, always in the enlightenment vibration. I raise my hand. That doesn't mean you don't have different feelings. Yes, you do. You know how to self-regulate your nervous system, people. It means you know how to sit in your physiological state of compassion. I'm trauma-informed, attachment-informed, all the somatic-informed. My regular listeners know all of this, okay? So beyond spirituality is because I've been able to move into being a human. And by the way, as a as a child, I already knew that I was being given a story. The data for me, the data point is the essence of life and love that God represents for me. And I use Akash or consciousness to me. It's one and in the same. And that's where to a person who's using their left and right mode, who's a whole person, it will also be felt the same way. This is why I tried to say, if you are a left mode dominant, it's not going to feel the same. Let me go on to give my friend as that example because he's a left dominant. He is not living in the enlightenment vibration. He's not even in the enlightenment soul age group. He's in the societal relationship one. And in fact, he did learn his lesson, what he was supposed to learn, quote unquote. We're, we don't have, okay, let me just put that to the side. 5D mystics have an oversoul. This person's a part of my oversoul. They're in my future life, in fact, and I also know why, and I also know which one of the people in my future life this is. And I can't wait to tell him this story because he's going to have a laugh about it. But my point is, um, as I deviate from here and there and everywhere, food for thought again. We're just chit-chatting today on this one. Um, celebrating life, celebrating loving unconditionally with flaws and imperfections. So as I share with him why he is not integral, and when your integrity is here, when you're in alignment, your heart body, your value body, 
your energy body, your physical and your mental body, these all match. These are all aligned. When you learn anything about yoga or Ayurveda or whatever, because this one I got from my workshop with a lady who is a somatic experiencing practitioner and Ayurveda practitioner. So I'm going to venture off and guess that she is still learning because of also the way she presented that information. I can tell you immediately that those of us who never broke away from our wholeness, so let me go to my Wholeness is when you don't have a defectiveness shame button. So you don't have a rupture as you're moving along life. And you're able to have a window of welcome for all of those basic six emotions, process them. Our brain has an attachment system. Our brain also has a societal system. And these are two that the attachment seeks to attach in the first year of life. And if you get secure attachment, that's great. You're going to be able to easily process your emotional stuff because you will not have it from your emotional body. You will have been held at the very least with a third attunement and having learned how to repair rupture. So you will know that it's safe to be yourself. Now, as you move into teenage land, though, this is where your second moment of you're going to seek to attach to your peers. So as an adolescent, adolescent, the... I'm going to say it's from 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, which remember 11, 12 is flight, child, part, charged, part. And 14, 15, 16 is the fight, charged, part, child, part. And we all have those parts. We have five parts. I use my teacher Sue Martin's explanation because there are charges that stay frozen like popsicles in time and they go and get processed, but they will process organically for those who be and to do that as teenagers, I can tell you I've worked on my charges all and still am. I'm pretty sure what I get to keep working through is my zero one-year-old, the attached panicky. That's why it's a predominant fear circuitry that participates when I go through moments of uh, expansion because we have consistently these ascension energies about. And that's where all of the memory comes up, the charges to be uncharged. So you do you, I do me, and we're in good company. And in fact, a person who understands this alignment with their self, use your name, is a person who doesn't need the shiny star. Okay, so 5D functional adults, 5D educators, or 5D mystic, one and in the same, are people who don't forget that they're human and that they have emotions. They also don't forget that they live with people and that we get to grow with people. So their oversoul does not have some type of divine mission or purpose. This is very objectifying. The people who need to find meaning beyond their self are people who need to have an answer to why they live. So their mind, as I was saying, cannot fathom the fact of Shiva. Okay, let me go back to Shiva. So when instead you're okay with nothingness, independently from what you gather, what you go through, whatever it is, because again, life is life. It's full of mystery and it's full of beautiful emotional mystery. And not just that, it's full of love. And the more you move into love, the more you will know yourself. And it's not because of one person, by the way. No. So let me go back to my trauma experts. You can only know of your wholeness if you return home to yourself, which means that you become an ego self, a human being who can hold space for your implicit memory. The right mode stuff. Okay, you will not align no matter how much yoga, sadhana, I love you, Sadhguru, but no matter how much of that you do, if you don't understand what comes up, 
because if you don't make sense of it in your human being life of today and all that means is wait a minute let me look at my childhood let me go back to my first years of life meaning not remember the events just the gist of it for a moment and don't do it now please anybody who's new do not do this right now i'm not asking you to do this i'll specify why in a minute okay now the part about how our brain protects us is what I want to also discuss. People don't understand the window of tolerance because people that use words like trending topics are not actually trying to understand themselves or how to support humanity to move into their wholeness. Um, so when in this YouTube video... <clears throat> Sadhguru is talking about darkness to this lady. I had already watched a couple of these videos from the universe, physics, da 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 da. And I had also had my expansion. I knew I was completely into the <laughs> infinite plane of Alice. My will never forget that because literally the images, and once, but the image is like when you see those pictures of the galaxy. That is what I woke up from. I woke up from having this type of. And I was like, wow, I know I've just been opened up to a lot of things and I have no idea what that's going to look like, but this is amazing. And it was just a vision in my mind. And when I think personally of neuroscience, neurobiology, and all of the topics, I can't wait to get into it more because spirituality is beautiful. The stories are beautiful, but it's because those embody the essence of what we can experience in our human being body only if you have a window of welcome for your emotions so you need to have an emotional body connected to you, meaning your brain needs to be able to function you with your all those six basic emotions and not be ashamed, not be afraid. And, and, and so to even just get there, you need to get beyond that mind, the thinking part of I need meaning beyond anything. Okay, so if you are going to focus on that, the meaning, the words, then you're going to miss out on the ability to harness the emotional plane which has no words. Okay, so our left mode is chit-chatter. It's the verbal part. Our right mode of the brain is all of the sensation part. But the right mode stores what is your implicit memory stuff, or at least this is how I'm going to describe it. Obviously, it's not a perfect match, please, because the neuroscience people, they explain it differently. But we have circuits. We have uh, different feeling circuits. So there's fear, and there's anger, and there's uh, the other one. Which one was it? Shoot. Fear, anger, sadness. Sadness is about connection, and that's for bonding. Uh, fear is about certainty, and that's to feel protected and that you're safe and physically. Anger is correcting something. So when something has been wrong, right? So when people are treated as infants and then children in a way of being shamed for their feelings and not given a child-centric environment, the childhood trauma survivor will have anger to process because they will have had a the brain protects you and because you're an infant growing up in an environment that doesn't support you you're not gonna have the ability to process those emotions until you're ready to see them and to feel them okay so let me go back to youtube with Sadhguru and close that loop up He's talking about darkness and, and that dark is all that exists and physics has proven it and he goes on and on and there's a lady in the audience who all of a sudden is like, please Sadhguru, you're scaring us, something like that. But you could tell that you could tell from her voice she was so 
uncomfortable because, you know, that's, that's what it is. If your mind can't fathom it, he didn't stop, but he's a guru, so she should have known better. You're there. The guru dismantles your truth. He spells it out. Very, I'm not going to give you a fairy tale. I'm going to dismantle any of your beliefs. And when you look at some studies from the university, I forget which one, Daniel Siegel presents this. They study meditation and, and mindfulness or something like that. And they advise, quote unquote, against it. I say, quote unquote, because obviously this is where it's only one study. And if there's anyone who's advising against it, it means they're against it for re religious reasons is what I'm going to say. Because there's this misconception that meditation means you have to be a Buddhist because it has a background in Buddhism. So they're now creating secular meditation. However, the study is showing that meditation dismantles the self. And if we remember Patrick McNamara, the religious self, he's a neuroscientist and he explains how our species evolved through our REM sleep. Because REM creates a calorigenic whatever environment in our brain that allows disparate ideas to come together. Disparate means completely up opposite. And by coming together, sometimes you get wacky shit, sometimes you get great shit. Okay, so that's creativeness. Here's creatorship. Okay, he also shows how there's no demon that possesses a person when they have had exorcisms, and that's because he has been studying the brain. There's a fear receptor, it goes wonky, REM erupts in daytime sleep, in daytime state, that's why people can see things, and here's where as a channeler and a person who connects to the sphere, yes, I notice my brain, and I'm like, okay, so I'm guessing when I feel all ooh, gooey, and, and, and it, because it feels... There's a feeling when you're channeling, and if you're not a channeler, you won't know it. Uh, if you're a Reiki master, you might know this, but it depends how much you've put into practice connecting to yourself as pure consciousness. Meaning, are you an unconditionally loving person towards all eight and plus billion and growing life species and in the infinite galaxy, which means there is no enemy in your book. There is no enemy, there is no evil, there is no of the stories of the plane of duality. This is not because you have not conceptually understood that plane. It is because you are beyond that plane, which is not hard if you are connected to pure consciousness. I was a child growing up, and it was not hard for me to understand what this quote-unquote evil was. And the minute that I faced what was a contemplation and a conversation with God, because my conversations, even though raised as a Catholic, I still knew that my relationship was a direct one with God because I knew of Christianity and the foundation of all of these religions. They can call themselves all the different names they want. I know how to decipher from my history books what has been told to me and how people got to begin to, ah, we're going to divide us up because we don't agree. So you know what? I, Marie, I don't agree with any of you. And I know the foundation of my religion, which is Christianity. And there's only two things that make you a Christian. So it's very hilarious when, and I get all agitated, you know, excited and passionate because there are plenty of people who like to human splain the shit out of this. And I'm like, are you talking, are you, are you calling my religious professor a liar? And everyone who will have broken down Christianity a liar. Because if that's the case, fine. But other than that, I think you're just giving me your personal opinion on a bunch of history books, which I'm not going to even go bothering down the little trail of breadcrumbs because the basics of religions are very specific. And Christianity is a very simple one. And on that note, without me spelling it out, because I'm side note from the topic that I'm trying to get to, when I had my conversation about evil, was it was one, if I ever met it, my 
my uh, choice points were always the same because free will, it's not about you having free will. If you don't know your attachment category and you don't know if you have trauma memory in your brain, you don't know whatever will you've got yet. You don't know your three-year-old. You, you can't know who you are until you know your three-year-old. And then it's only once you are whole that you can know who you are. Because if you don't heal what are basically trauma memory charges, you're wounded. You're not a wounded warrior. You're not a warrior. You're, you're battling something over and over and over again, which isn't actually even going to be a part of your story if you were to move out of it because those emotions are what rule you. So it's once you can claim your nervous system and your brain as a person, and this is where, again, your implicit memory stuff. That's your first three years of life. You need to claim all of that before you can even bother coming to me at least, Maria, and say, I know me. Yeah, really? Okay, well, how do you love? Ah, you don't love. You don't know you yet. And that's because, no, not just the belief system, because your body, according to updated information, has this thing called the restorative embodied self. And that's your mammalian heritage. It's your right. And they even use lingo, sacred right, and a lot of other things. I don't even use that. I'm just going to say, hey, you're a human like me. And apparently, restorative embodied self and secure attachment is your right. And you're not there yet. So I'm going to go out. Bye. I'm leaving you because I'm not going to hang around and watch you do human suffering and tell me that you know what it means to be a warrior. You don't know anything about warriors. One, we're not in that time. Please stop talking about war. We want war to cease because some of us are humanity and we actually know our three-year-old and we're whole and we understand what it means when somebody uses words to teach us information that is valuable. So the choice points are very straightforward. I can't wait to get those books where they talk about how we don't have free will. That way I can make a contemplative uh, expose on that. So back to when the choice point to me was very straightforward, which was if I ever had uh, this thing evil presented to me that if I have faith, then I wouldn't be afraid. That's it, that I wouldn't be afraid, that I would accept that that's what uh, God decided to give to me. And I actually had no question about it. And I was like, well, it makes sense. You want me to be loved. That's, that's what your son stands for. Forgive them for they do not know. Turn the other cheek. Walk with the people. Be with the people. He walked with all the people. And he didn't do anything once he was betrayed by Judah or whatever. And you know, there's a story about that one where they had a pact, which makes a lot more sense than having enemies. The only people who have enemies are the same adaptive children who don't feel safe to be themselves because they need a story. There's a hero and a villain that motivates them to have purpose and meaning. That's a drive. It's also what is called our survival mode, which was what we leaded, led with our ancestors when we were one with animals because we needed to be in that hypervigilant state because we were always in danger. Once we built groups, that's when we began to be able to have our own ventral vagal state, so safe space to sit and just have emotions and feel. Then once that happened, though, we also developed like animals who want to protect their territory for resources, those basic necessities, so in and out group. In and out groups, which then continue to evolve, and today we still have that. In fact, the lovely neuroscience people, the psych people, the good ones, they all talk about that. And I have had a couple or more stories that I learned, not stories, but the studies on that. Um, one that is really, uh, that's just sad. They have shown how 
people will help a person. So the example of these studies, they got a person to go and act like they needed help. And I think this was the UK. And they gave them three jerseys of football, but UK football, not American football. And not soccer football. Uh, shoot, what is it called? Rugby. Maybe it was rugby. Something like that. Anyways, they have them with the jersey of the town. And 90% or the majority of people helped them up. Once they had the opposite team, so the, the evil, quote unquote, because <clears throat> that's what people will, uh, it's automatically uh, outgroup, up at least 20% or 30% helped them up, but it was a minority versus a majority. And when he had a neutral shirt on, it was, I think, similar to when it was an opposite jersey. Okay, so people feel safe with their group. It's called your ventral vagal state is online and you are welcome, but it's, it's a bunch of chemistry based on implicit bias, essentially, uh, because you got a group. The group herd mentality is not something that's fixed if you understand how you work and you believe in your brain being able to capacity. If you believe in you having the capacity to use intellect, let me use it that way. That's why I learned as I was a kid growing up to just shut my mouth when people say, oh, humans suck, because I would be like, you're a human. Eventually, I, I would say, okay, yes, we can vent and share. People frustrate us, but you're a human. You're, you're crapping on humanity. You, you're part of the species, and I am part of the species, and I don't believe I'm limited in any way, shape, or form, and you're, you're crapping on my potential as well as an entire species based on some stereotype or some group or some limited which is a bullshit word. So smart in my book, you're stable, mature, adaptive, rational, teachable. And you do understand that if you're crapping on humanity and emotions, you don't know what it is to be human. So today I know that some people don't know. Yeah, some of us don't have human suffering. It's because we have a relationship with our emotions. And that's all. Doesn't mean that we don't know what you're doing when you're doing something. We, we, we'll, we will most likely not try to figure you out because that's not our spot. We're not trying to study you. You're not our experiment and we don't give a shit if behind the scenes you're coming up with some plot. What kind of plot? What movie do people live in? So here's the thing though. Rumination in the brain is an awful thing. And there are people that they are not well because they have not <clears throat> their wholeness. Let me go back to important topics. In fact, um, so... Finding meaning, that's your shit, your thing. If you can't find meaning in nothingness, then, you know, again, you're going to have meaning in others. Group mentality is what keeps people divided, and it's not just mentality, it's your actual chemistry. Leads you to be an asshole to those who are not your group because you feel afraid, and if you would allow yourself to come into terms with that and then try to say, you know what, I want to ensure that my hypervigilance and alert is only when I see a potential physical weapon because that's the only time you're supposed to quote unquote physically get into your reptilian nervous system into your hypervigilant state they, they explain how our brain can work but see if you have ptsd which means you have trauma lingering in your brain which a good portion of people don't understand that childhood trauma and or attachment rupture and or shamed effectiveness and or your teenage sob stories that people oh, i was brokenhearted i was betrayed i don't trust anyone i'm all those stereotypes that people like to use against each other in groups. Yeah, so 
there's that. Uh, and a lot of them think they're smart. None of them are. If you don't have a relationship with your emotions and you can't be gooey, don't consider yourself in my book smart, please. You don't know half of you yet. And until you know gooey, you don't know any of you. And here's where trauma, as I said, memory, charges, broken hearts. So those who lead with trust breaks, they're not whole. They will consider themselves smart. I will personally consider themselves not smart, but they can regurgitate books to me. And there's why they need all of those left mode things. So heartbroken doesn't mean that they're brokenhearted. No, no, they can have love with the one human being that they devote themselves to. They can have their whole group. They're singing Kumbaya. They're out there living the movies. I'm saying they're not in their enlightenment soul age group. They're not moving towards alignment, purusha, prakriti. No matter how much sadhana they may do, they'll keep saying next lifetime. Yes, it won't be next lifetime. You'll be another name, but that's if you come back. You might not come back because there's that. And they won't know. I won't know, right? I do know that I'll be back because I have had my dream of my future life. And so on that note, I love, I love, I know everything about my future. But see, I'm a person. I do know that I love knowing my brain works that way and so when I think of my oversoul I'm just so happy and gooey about my entire story on that note um, let me get back to giving you the example of my friend and I as we talked about hypocrisy so that I can close those circles and try to help you understand when you're leading with the chit chatter left and you have no idea what your nonverbal stuff says to you okay people who don't go down to the depths of them please understand for any one of you who is here great love this is a process that is personal it's painful and we're not here in any way shape or form to it's not about the states of consciousness and any law of it's this it's called this regulated and modulated embodied self these are painful traumatic memories the charges are not some uh, small feet they are self-loathing, defectiveness. There's like torn apart in the stomach. Like imagine just being tortured, okay? A description I got was pulling teeth, but like the description was really vivid. It was like me seeing bones and being scratched with them. And I don't want to do any more description of that because it's enough to try and just help you understand people don't have good feelings when they're in human suffering with this attachment wounds or a non-secure attachment and or this this stuff that they really thank goodness for the good mental health people because they're going to help all these people know you're not you're not evil you're not meant to be in that type of body that's not your body but they have to be understanding of a journey that's called a good one, not not the magic wand of of anything else. Um, that's because those who want to do the magic wand, that's why the 4D plane will continue to be there. They they have their gurus. They uh, it's not sad guru, please. Sad guru is a guru. He's supporting spirituality, and the spirituality soul age group is one. When I say 4D, you can consider it the social relationship soul age groups, the younger soul age groups. They're not anywhere near spiritual. They can think they're spiritual all they want. They're not because they don't understand spirituality otherwise they'd move into love versus the whole spiritual warfare bullshit stuff it's more like a movie okay so 4d exists because some people will not have humanly speaking the desire to go there the, the to go there because family is sacred admitting to yourself of horrors 
quote-unquote, for some, and for others it's not horrors, that's the point, but it is a situation, okay? And I'm just saying, I'm going to cease right here because I understand as a person who unconditionally loves that some people will not go there, okay? It's too much. It's too much for their mind. It's too much for their human being brain to capacitate. That's why they build an armor, and that armor will only be undone if they sit with a good mental health professional who can explain to them everything of where they're at and what to expect. And that would be because they take something seriously about themselves. Other than that, we are not here to intervene because we have the laws that allow themselves to, you know, go and intervene in things when necessary. But what I was trying to get to is the body of a person who has had trauma is a very, very tortured soul. It's not, I shouldn't use soul. It's a tortured implicit memory, okay? Because the sensations, 80% of what you store is all sensations. And that nervous system has a window of tolerance. And then if it's uh, something that is beyond, there's are dissociative aspects. So depersonalization, derealization, out-of-body experiences, and uh, pseudo-aliveness, and then continuing to re-traumatize oneself by living toxic relationships, stuff like that. Um, it's not getting out of the hypervigilant mode because they don't know the psych education stuff. Otherwise, they'd get out of it sooner than later again. But they'd be willing and understanding of what is presented to them. So it's what I'm trying to say, it's torture. Some people will not do it this lifetime because they actually physically and mentally, so the embodied brain requires them to find, one, a good therapist, but them to want to be with a good therapist. Okay, EMDR, again, child parts work, IFS, and semantics, and a good, good therapist that can hold space for anything that comes up, they need to be whole. That means they can handle with open arms all that you bring them because their nervous system won't be regulating based on yours. It'll be, I can self-regulate and know this is not my shit. And that's instinctive, meaning I'm sitting with you, you're sharing with me your story. I'm a differentiated self. I'm Maria, you're you. Whatever you share is not mine. I will hold space for it because I'm in my prefrontal cortex because that's what it is when you're in a physiological state of compassion. Okay, so back to my friend as we talk about hypocrisy and I say, you're a hypocrite because you speak, but you don't do. And he says, I think you're a hypocrite. And at first I was like offended. And I was like, ah, don't be offended. You called him a hypocrite. What are you doing? You know, that's, that's hypocrisy, Maria. So I was like, it's normal that you feel offended, but there's nothing to be offended about. It's his opinion. And I said, okay, you know what? So why would I be a hypocrite? I don't understand. And, and that's the moment you can know what subjective experience is. I define hypocrisy, which is you're not an integral person. You don't speak and do aligned. So any aligned person will notice misalignment. And that would be a person who's awakened to their consciousness because they have taken accountability and they continue to take accountability for their thoughts and their words. And they understand I'm a person, you're a person. And physically, I and you are separate, but we are one because we're connecting. So meaning we're me, we, mui. As, uh, this is uh, Daniel Siegel, mui. And on that note, so with my friend, what he says is he turns to me and he says, you're a hypocrite because you say this and that, because one day you say one thing and then the next day you say another. And when you learn about the spirituality process from people like Sadhguru or anyone who is in this, what 
a left mode predominant thinker will say philosophizing making no sense going around in circles that's why this and that it's about being able to expand on concepts go and draw outside the lines so for the left mode dominant person you're drawing outside the lines when you're bringing together different subject matters like what i do here and that's not good or bad that's a way that a person sees life so it's up to people who want to they can move beyond their own concepts they don't have to and on that note again hypocrisy for every one of us it's an idea that's subjective i have friends that they see it like i do so my friends are like you're not a hypocrite because they're integral with their words they're integral with their feelings they're integral with who they are so they see integrity the same way i see integrity and that's again something visible only to those who live life with the conscious awareness of their whole self doesn't mean they have everything figured out and so if your emotions are still the broken-hearted three-year-old with the defectiveness shame stuff that's something that is a journey but you're still aware of it you take ownership and you don't project it and that's something that leads us to our last 10 minutes here being able to have meaning and purpose for yourself and what you bring forth because you choose to stand in your highest timeline it means you in a vibration of unconditional love and that wholeness comes if you have your left and right mode of the brain working together what they have uncovered the good updated researchers is trauma are not the events that happen to you actually a lot of abuse and neglect and children that grew up have trauma ptsd people when you look them in the eye their midline turns on their amygdala because they were not welcomed as they were they were not in a home where they were safe and their brain developed in that so when there's a developmental brain or developmental trauma we got a situation and there's a lot of people that don't know this about themselves we have a lot of not whole psychologists and therapists and a lot in the mental health community that don't ascribe meaning they don't update with the new information bezel van der Kolk was recently interviewed and he was sharing how there's a lot of mental health professionals they just want to pop a pill give you a pill because they don't do any of this updating okay so we have two groups and there's two groups for reasons and i'm with the we're evolving we're a species we have a whole heart but only when you return home to it which involves a collective that works together trauma is relational abuse is at the core and it's neglect abuse doesn't mean maltreatment necessarily but your nervous system something took place and you're reliving it over and over again which is why your past haunts you if you take it seriously you can move out of that and there's different degrees of course and when we talk about people for example this um dissociative identity disorder borderline personality one day they'll be changed those words disorder but let me stop and just focus in for a minute on did there's a way that a person who has that will be triggered and there's a way that they can get and move through healing but that's only if they understand that they have a journey ahead of them and what i saw is 4d gives people the opportunity to hide behind quote unquote hide i'm going to try and create episodes to explain this better but um i saw this video of a person who talked to me about the matrix and a glitch in it 
and what they described instead is an indication of an aspect of dissociation so that human being and they must not even be in their early 20s they look like a child when i see them but they're on tiktok so i'm assuming they're not no they're not that young they're they're at least their early 20s late 20s um they have dissociative aspects they actually have moments fragments of time that they don't know about that means that there was an overwhelm that the system was overwhelmed with something long story short though here's why we don't want to diagnose but there are elements that are clear for me the 4d doesn't see about themselves because they're busy in spiritual bypass that's why one they're not spirituality if they're spirituality they're doing yoga and everything with saguru yoga it's a ventral vagal nervous system toning exercises mindfulness meditation compassion and it interventions works your prefrontal cortex hippocampus connectomes and your corpus callosum it grows these four areas these four areas are what are affected and uh, they're compromised in their growth when trauma is there which is why Sadhguru is helping a lot of people to get to be able and eventually maybe handle that stuff and I say maybe because the minute you're not recognizing you're human and you're putting to the side the psychology stuff because he's a spirituality guru so he says put to the side the psych stuff the child stuff and that's where you're going to miss out on you because instead every implicit memory that comes up means something and you as a human you won't be able to enrich your human experience because you're just putting it to the side instead of making sense of it making sense of it means doesn't mean you're remembering the event no it means you saying this is part of my feelings me the human being use your name Okay, so unconditionally loving your flaws and imperfections, everything, and all is, by the way, healable. When people have developmental trauma, there's a different journey for them than people who don't have that. So the Daniel Siegel, again, he was saying, for people who have developmental trauma, when it comes to, for example, depression, works for that. What works for them, they don't need the medication. They need good therapy, maybe medication for a short time, but that's not really what he said was needed. While a person who does not have developmental trauma, they do better with medication and therapy. And I'm going to say that's because the ones who don't have developmental trauma, we have a brain structure that needs support for some reason. And I'm sure in the future they'll find out. But the people who instead, it's not the brain structure in and of itself, but it is actually the brain was not given the opportunity to develop those areas because the first year of your life, only your right mode brain is online. And so in that first year, if you don't get secure attachment and if you're not in a safe environment, you are not going to have the opportunity to have stimulated certain areas. When we move into our teenage lamb, that's your second choice point. The first, you don't choose, of course. Your body's helping you to, to be able and relate to your own household. Once you get the second, you're now your peers. Your peers matter and you're going to want to attach to them. So if you have a defectiveness shame, guess what you're going to do for your peers? you're going to do whatever it takes to get accepted however it is you learn to survive in your own home you're going to survive with your peers but they're all going to have an effect on you because that's where childhood trauma leads people to have codependent type relationships i'm a martyr or superior or i'm going to blame you or blame myself and they do this little cycle of blame shame fault and revenge we got a bunch of different soul age groups in that i'm not going to have enough time to look into that but what i'm trying to share the whole three-year-old heart people so we are securely attached. We have an integrated brain. We have healed if you came out of trauma and or we did not have trauma memory. We are, we are and we're able to process all emotions together 
just as anyone who has been able to be held in equanimity, so secure attachment again. And on that note, together we look at each other with you're a whole person, I'm a whole person, love and respect. No matter what you bring to me, I know how to handle you with love and respect because we are one. I love you the way I love myself. Love is inclusiveness. That Sadhguru quote, Jesus Love them. He doesn't use the word love, but he uses forgive them for they do not know. Turn the other cheek. It's not to be a martyr or to blame yourself. Those aspects of survival and saviorship, whatever it is that people use, those are all spiritual bypass. They're one focus. They are not whole. They are still seeking to say and to feel actually welcomed, soothed. Their nervous system seeks to be soothed. Mommy, daddy, sister, brother, please support me. I'm here. I want to be loved. Like that's your lifeline, your first lifeline, the zero to one year. It's your household. So when your peers tell you, hey, do this, do that, you're going to go and do what they want so that you can be welcomed. And when shit goes and hits the fan, there you go. There's our trust break. So people learned to not trust love and intimacy, but that's not because of human beings being evil. No, humans lack compassion where they didn't learn how to be human. That's the point. And the whole in and out group is not supporting anyone. And when people say, oh, but see, we're always going to know. We're not always going to be there because some of us are not there. Some of us know humanity is our family and we are unconsciously loving. So when we see dysfunction and dysregulation and people in their hypervigilant survival mode, we're not going to take sides. We're going to say, hey, okay, what well, depends what you're doing, but you're going to be loved unconditionally. And you're going to be addressed with accountability. This is why when you project to me, oh, you should know how to filter your mouth. No, I ain't filtering my fucking mouth. No, no, I'm not. But I won't say this to you. I will say, I'm so sorry. Really, mm, I have a different opinion than you, but I'm okay with you having a different opinion and using your words. And uh, that's cool. Okay. Like the one conversation with the lady who's scared of me, which I didn't even understand what was going on there as she can time talking about things because I didn't judge and I don't judge people. I don't cast stones. I ain't no judger. And she just wouldn't accept this. This was an entire group that was basically talking shit about people the entire time. And I'm like, wow, how old are you? <laughs> you all sound like teenagers. You're so, what is this? With their, they were talking about all of their colleagues all together. So what some of my friends said was that they felt basically uh, because I mentioned that I don't judge, it was as if I had mentioned something that irked them because they were doing it the entire night. I don't think that's, but then again, the energy could be that. So this lady just sat me down and questioned me. I was like being interrogated <laughs> and I didn't know what was going on until my friends who gossiped about it and they later on let me know. I was like, okay. So what I'm trying to say is um, some people, they don't know what it means to be human and that's because they didn't grow up they're three-year-old and they don't know how to know we all fuck up and that's about it and that we can get together yeah 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 i want to get together because we know that if you don't know how to hold love flaws and imperfections then uh you have to conclude where she says we wasted our time i did not i thank you for your perspective because you've given me something that i would not otherwise have been able to have and that is a pure and genuine thankfulness. But at the same time, I did try to spell out, one, you never waste time because we share thoughts. 
Two, I tried to spell out something which I'm not even sure anyone in that group understood because they did gossip about it. And their idea was that I said nobody should go to prison, which I was like, wow, I'm not a lawmaker, but okay, <laughs> you know. And long story short, in that entire group, they still are people who conduct themselves in that societal, in fact, soul age group. So on that note, some of us, we don't do shit like that. That's because we're in the Enlightenment soul age group. And that's a beautiful soul age group to be. If you're curious for more, tune on in. Unconsciously love each other. We all have flaws and imperfections. We all have an asshole that we can speak from. And we all definitely have opinions. So subjective experiences. It's called life. It's called being grown-ups. And I love my lovely functional adults. Tune in for more. Have a great day.